The Secret Confessions of Jebediah Springfield? Know ye who read this, there is more to my life than history records. Firstly, I did not tame the legendary buffalo. It was already tame. I merely shot it. Secondly, I have not always been known as Jebediah Springfield. Until 1796, I was Hans Sprungfeld, murderous pirate. And the halfwits of this town will never learn the truth. Ha 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 ha
TV show, the first three episodes was this movie, essentially. Just like David Crockett doing stuff for, for an hour and a half until he gets killed at the Alamo. And for some reason, the, the, the last Spoilers. two episodes were like a flashback to him like fighting river pirates. Which sounds like yes, something they kind of just made up for the TV show. And even, what? No, never. <laughs> I guess even Walt Disney himself was like... Because uh, everyone was totally taken by surprise by the popularity of Derry Crockett as a result of this TV show. That this is what kickstarted the whole boom of kids wearing. But it's so houses. good. <laughs> we can be but surprised. Disney himself was like, "Oh, if we knew Derry Crockett was going to be a thing, we wouldn't have killed him off in the third episode." And I was like, "Why mm. did you? Why did you kill him off? Like, I, why, why not kill him off? Why not just like?" Have the Alamo episode be the last... It's such a weird thing. Like, yeah, such a weird miniseries. And so, I'm assuming we're going to skip over the River Pirate movie. Oh, fuck, we're never watching any more Davy Crockett. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, there's only so much Davy Crockett to watch. We, uh, no! But... This is, I got all I needed out of this. <laughs> so, I take so, you, you're not a fan of Davy Crockett I, like everyone else was back in 1955. I watched the... The first twenty-one minutes earlier oh in the week, oh my god, yeah, and and I was like, "This is uh, this is some boomer ass <laughs> stupid shit." It We're is. gonna do it. It's gonna be fun to make fun of. But then the <laughs> next two episodes of this are oh, they drag and they're not fun to watch, especially the one where he's just politicking. <laughs> yeah, I did oh. not expect a whole half hour of this just to be him like sitting in in, in Congress going, "You know, I once killed a bear." <laughs> and that's just like okay, that's it. <laughs> be all folksy for you, Which I guess that, that does show. I guess I mean ninety-five percent of all the myths and legends of Davy Crockett are you know they're inherently the myths and legends are all bullshit. What? But I guess he did. No. I didn't realize Davy Crockett actually did become a politician. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he was a little upset at Andrew Jackson and that Trail of Tears bullshit. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's and that's yeah. This is the thing where I can totally... I was watching this movie, and I was just getting irrationally angry. Not at the movie. <laughs> I actually really... I actually kind of really like the movie. But <laughs> my damage... I am so upset by everything that's gone on in America in terms of politics and stuff in the last... Yeah. Well, my entire life, but, like, with the Trump and everything like that. <laughs> and you can draw a straight line from Davy Crockett influence, influencing all the shitheaded boomers straight mm -hmm. to, like, the insurrection from earlier this year of, like, these dipshit baby boomers who grew up watching this shit thinking they're gonna be the next Davy Crockett, that they're gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna take down the government and just, like, ah, oh, fucking hate old people. And this is totally, like, <laughs> this is totally, is like... The, we've watched a lot of boomer shit. Is this the most boomer this shit is we have watched? This is it. This is the beating This is the heart. Alpha and the Omega. This is the nuclear bomb blast oh, of boomer man. shit. This is what made boomers Woo! the most coddled generation of human beings that have ever existed on the planet. This is, like, ground zero for, like, white American exceptionalism. Again, just the white guy. He can do whatever you want. You're super cool and just, like... Yeah, this is it. And I don't get it, but like, actually, I like the thing itself. I, I mean, I like the cast. I've never seen Fess Parker in anything except for that one episode of Disneyland we talked about already where he chops wood. And like, which is funny. <laughs> kind of, sort of. That must have been, been produced after this because I remember, because like in that Disneyland 
opening of D- Disneyland documentary. They're all like, uh-huh. hey, here comes Fess Parker. He's going to chop some wood. Everyone stand back. It's David Crockett. He's going to do something amazing. And just Fess Parker takes his shirt off and he's just got this dad bod. And he tries <laughs> to chop wood. Oh, he just, sucks so bad. It's all, it. He's obviously just like an actor from like Texas or Pasadena who's just like never had to work that hard in his life. But mm-hmm. like, well, I guess he was in the Marines and shit like that. But like, he's not like the way the way that Disneyland thing trying to make it sound like, oh no, you're gonna see something amazing. It's just a dude. It's a mid fifties dude chopped middle of wood. It's just like, yeah. So I, I, even by <laughs> then, the reputation of Fess Parker's Davy Crockett was so much that it made Fess Parker look like an idiot <laughs> chopping wood on Disneyland. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see there was a great thing too. I guess a little bit, uh, a couple months after this, uh, this Disneyland Davy Crockett shit came out, I guess somebody came out with a diary from uh, one of the Mexican troops at the Alamo mm. claiming, because I guess a big part of the mystique of Davy Crockett is he went down swinging at the Alamo. And there's legends about how when they did find Davy Crockett's body, there were like 16 dead bodies of the Mexicans yeah. around him. So it's that was that many people had to take him down. And like, well, what are these diaries from back then? One of the guys was like, oh, yeah, Davy Crockett, he gave up and surrendered. We just we just chopped his head off. Like he totally yeah. gave up. And like that guy got immediately got tons of death threats and everything like and that. That whole thing has been chased down and quieted since then because it's so important to Texas and white baby boomers. So that Davy you, Crockett was like the super macho. This totally spring. What? I, oh. I know you. Yeah. I know you were still shitting in Mickey's pants <laughs> by the time you left Texas. Do you know anything about the Alamo? Because I don't. I mean, I know bits and pieces, but I hate to say I, this. I didn't want to uh-huh. say this on the podcast, but uh-oh. us talking about that on the podcast did inspire me to look up that doll on eBay. Uh huh. And I may have taken up my old habits again. <laughs> <laughs> I might be kind of eyeing another oh, one of those dolls man. right. It's staring at me. It's saying, "Bill, I don't shit. I don't my think pants. it's. <laughs> I don't. I don't think its pants are big enough for full full adult Bill Mudd. I think that's why I'm actually gonna have to commission someone to make me giant fat man adult <laughs> size Mickey Mouse diapers that I can shit directly into. Yeah. Uh, what? You know what? That just reminded me. I, I, there was something this whole Davy Crockett shit kept reminding me of, and I couldn't think about it. Couldn't remember what it was. What's Sprahans Sprungfeld? That's what. <laughs> okay, because I was like, the, the the difference between the legend and, and the, the myth and, the, and in reality. And I was like, I've seen something about something like this before, and I just realized the Simpsons oh, yeah, episode yeah. where Lisa yeah. finds out about. Because like, I just realized the guy like I want to call him Rick Springfield, but I know that's a musician. It is Hans Sprungfeld, right? Who founded Springfield and The Simpsons? And uh, <laughs> he's Jebe- are you talking about Jebediah, Jebediah Springfield? Springfield? Well, no, that, that's when you find out that like his original name was Hans. Oh yeah, his, he was a pirate. Yeah, and he was a horrible person. And like I just just listening just now, talking right now, I just realized it's that episode of The Simpsons that this whole kind of like miasma of weird Davy Crockett shit reminds me of, like people exalting <laughs> this random dude from the past who was unquestionably not the super badass that everyone th- claims he is these days. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so. Um, I'll have to play a clip from that Simpsons episode as the uh, intro for this episode or something like that, so. But, yeah. 
So do you know anything about the Alamo? <laughs> oh, the Alamo. I know that. <laughs> I, I learned the hard way that there's no basement I, in the Alamo. Yeah, um, aside from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> the only two things I know about the Alamo are from the movies. Yeah, there's Pee Wee Herman and then, was it the movie uh, Cloak and Dagger? Which takes place in Fort Worth. Or is it Fort Worth? Is that where? The, I don't even, I'm from Texas. I don't even I don't know which know. city the Alamo is in. I think the kid, he arranges a handoff. The kid from E.T. arranges a handoff with a couple of old people. We're like, did you ever see, did you ever see Cloak and Dagger? It's about this no, kid I've never even heard about who it. gets these spy documents inside like an Atari 7800. Actually, I think it's an Atari 5200 cartridge. It's a whole thing, but I know nothing about the Alamo. I had to read up about the Alamo just for this episode. I was up until like oh, okay. 1 a.m. and uh, in bed reading about the Wikipedia entry for the Alamo. There's not a lot about the Alamo. The Alamo was just a mission that was built in the middle of, uh, well, I guess it was even Texas yet. The whole point of Texas was like it was land that was being fought over by both the Mexicans and America to decide who would get what. And the whole point of the the, the Alamo the, as a battle as we know it was, it really was. And the Mexicans were like, no, we want Texas to be a part of us. And then the, the, a handful of white guys decided to put, set up shop in the Alamo. They were like, mm -hmm. no, we want Texas for white people. And they got slaughtered for doing that. And then the then, but then, like three weeks later, the United States Army sent a whole bunch of dudes down and wiped out all the Mexicans, and then merit, and then Texas became a state. So, hmm. not that okay. interesting. But yeah, well, yeah, like this. so yeah, I I thought there was going to be something more interesting to the story of the Alamo as a structure and or the battle, but no, it's mm -hmm. just yeah. all right, just American colonialism at its best. Ah, oh, yeah. so thing. well in this that I you know what. <sighs> It's not like I'm a huge Buddy Epson fan. It's not like I grew up a slathering fan of the Beverly Hillbillies. But hey, Buddy Epson. I didn't know he was going to be in this. I like I like watching Buddy Epson there, do things. So I like this. I don't I don't know what kind of body shape he should have, but it's not <laughs> the one he's got. Buddy Epson? Yeah. I didn't realize that he and Fess Parker are both like six and a half feet tall. And oh, yeah. so that explains why they're both just weird, lanky, misshapen dudes. Like, yeah. Um, and even then, half of my love of it, Buddy Epson was the fact that he was going to play the Tin Man until he got aluminum in his lungs. But, yeah, did you want to do Blah, 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 or are we just going to talk shit about... Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Talk shit about baby make, boomers for 90 minutes. We're going to make fun of this dumb piece okay. of shit. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's super simple. I mean, the movie only really has, like, three characters. Well, four, really, because it's just Buddy Epson, Davy Crockett, and then there's like Andrew Jackson and Andrew Jackson Stooge, and those are yeah. kind of the major characters throughout the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it starts with we extend our thanks and gratitude to the members of the Cherokee Indian Nation of North Carolina, to the forest rangers of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and to the people of Tennessee and Texas for the generous cooperation in the filming of this story. I don't think the Cherokee Indian Nation probably was too thrilled with this, but I don't know. I was genuinely shocked that there was anything mm. thanking the, the Native Americans at the beginning of this. And of course, this is one of the things, one of the many things on Disney Plus that comes with the 10 minute Disney Plus thing at the start saying, We're yeah. so sorry. Yeah. It's racist. Yeah. We're so sorry, but here it is. And the fact, again, like, um, the fact that even halfway through the story, uh, Fess Parker's all like, yeah, they like even though they're godless heathens, they're people like us. I was a, a shock to hear that, and yeah. it's funny because I think most of this movie was actually just shot in California, so they're just kind of like 
giving a random shout out to all these people from all these southern states, even though this like this this like was all shot like within driving distance of uh, distance of like Disneyland, I guess. But mm-hmm. whatever, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they sing the Davy Crockett song, of course, and now old Andy Jackson, as everyone knows, is the general they sent to fight the foes. Everybody knows it. I it I, right I I wonder how many people knew that, nosed it, <laughs> nosed that in nineteen fifty four. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a divide I, because when I grew up, I again. Even in even learning about American history in school by the 1980s, no one was talking about Davy. They were talking about the Native American, like the um, uh, American Indian Wars. Although, because I grew up in Pennsylvania, no. like Pennsylvania was one of the battlegrounds for the American Indian Wars, so that was more local history than national history. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how much of the shit gets taught even internet, like within like the Western states or anything like that. I mean, did you ever learn anything about the American Indian Wars in school? Much less da- <laughs> Davy Crockett. Not really. Yeah. Uh, like Davy Crockett's name and Dan- I feel like Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone are names I heard in, my, in the 80s and they are lost to time. Fess now. Parker, I guess, also wound up playing Daniel Boone for like a TV show for 10, for like, yeah, 10 years. I think I'm even sl- related to Daniel Boone in some fashion. <laughs> who cares? I think. No one cares yeah, about Yeah, exactly. Daniel Nobody Boone gives a friend. shit. Yeah. Technically, I'm supposed to be related to the Hatfield and or McCoys. And, like, half the people I tell that to these days, they're like, what the hell is a Hatfield or McCoy? And I'm like, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah. So. They base cartoons off of them every now and then. <laughs> yeah, someone made it, like, Chuck Jones made a cartoon off of them 80 years ago, and that's the last time anyone's cared about those people, but yeah. yeah. Well, especially all this shit, no one cares. Uh, like, Amer- the way American I mean, history I, is I learned taught. That, when I was little, I learned a little bit about the Trail of Cheers just because my family has some Cherokee in us okay. a little bit here, yeah. way back in the back. Although, Not we, enough for us to be pompous assholes and say like, oh, you know, actually, that part Cherokee. Um, yeah. Well, American history is mostly just like there's the Revolutionary Well, the, there's the the Pilgrims, the Revolutionary War, and then Civil War. And then there's World War One, and actually not even yeah. that. He mostly just skips to World War Two, and so everyone forgets that like there's like a, like 80 years between the Revolutionary War and the Civil War, and no one ever learns anything about that. It's just like, which I guess there's not like <clears throat> that was just more, yeah. It's it? like America was founded, then we did nothing bad, <laughs> and then the Civil War. That's the tenor. Some black people got really <laughs> angry with us. We don't know why, but then we had to fight a war over it, and then we made them free. And that, then we all, we did everything right, and we still don't understand why they're upset. But yeah, that's a, yeah. that's American history in a nutshell. So this takes place in like even among like Americans, this is like a shadow period of like who gives this is like eighteen twelve? Who gives a shit about like even the War of eighteen twelve? Because like no one, all we know is that Dolly Madison she made a snack cake, and then she's like protected some paintings in the White House. That's all I know about the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> What the fuck am uh, I talking about? David Crockett. There's, there's a general. He wants Crockett. He's out hunting across the river, so some major in a stupid hack goes to get him. Yeah. Rowing a canoe across the it's river. Some Napoleon-looking motherfucker. He interrupts Davy Crockett, who's trying to grin down a bear. <sighs> and then I a guess... bush, a bush roars a couple times <laughs> and pushes Davy out of the way. He says, "You sure gone done ruin thing about good? Now I gotta do it the old-fashioned way." And he pulls out a knife, and then he goes into the bush and shakes it a bunch, and comes out and wipes a not bloody knife off on his pant leg. I yeah. guess he killed a bear. Just to kill a bear. 
Just yeah. because that barrier was there and he had to take it down. And he like even later he explains that like this is the thing he's been trying to do is like try to scare a bear to death by grinning at it. Yeah, he started off with raccoons. <laughs> Which I guess yeah, he thought he could so I thought I'll eventually do it to Byron. That's but then the major come in and done done finish your bike thing on my bike. Yeah, that's like one of the eighteen Jebediah Springfield ass things that like they did did Daniel not Daniel Boone, I wanna say Daniel Boone now. Davy Crockett is known for is grinning a bar. <laughs> and just like, okay, God, so who gives a shit? Yeah, and he, yeah, you try that. Tell me how it goes. Yeah, good luck. It's just, I know. So the people who like this shit, at least most of them how, would understand this is supposed to be. How met. many dumb baby boomers do you think as kids got punched in the face by a bully because they tried to <laughs> grin at them? I'm gonna grin you down. I'm sure some of them did. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the people who wrote that song about he killed him a bar when he was only three were like, that we're, that's 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 hyperbole, but we're going to assume that most people will understand that's hyperbole. But no, yeah, this whole generation of baby boomers growing up thinking, oh yeah, he totally killed that bear when he was three. And mm. then <laughs> they think, because they learned that song, that it's okay to shoot at cops at the White House because <laughs> Trump didn't get, yeah. Anyway, just shut up, Bill. Um, but, so, yeah. the old droopy eyes, the general, <laughs> who I don't think ever looks where he's supposed they, to look. The general dude I, is supposed to be Andrew Jackson, which is one of the most now-hated presidents in American history. Uh, Daniel Boone does refer to him. Fuck Daniel Boone. David Crocker <laughs> refers to him as old hickory face. To be fair, that actor they found... He does have like deep lines in his face. He does have a pretty distinctive face. I could see that guy being. He was only 24 at this time. (laughs) (laughs) He was actually, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke. Thanks. Yeah. If you had a tip jar, I'd totally be throwing a quarter in there right now. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So, anyhow, he wants Crockett to go scout and take the major with him. So, Davian, his old young friend. Uh, they ride out. How old was he in this? Davy Crockett and Buddy Epson? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Buddy Epson. Buddy Epson must have been... God, because he was old enough, like, in 1938 in The Wizard of Oz. He was, like, a dude. <laughs> he was born in 1908. I was gonna say, it must have been, like, the, the teens at the latest, so... Yeah, he would have been <sighs> almost 50. Like okay. in his, I, he could have he could have either been thirty two or eighty seven. <laughs> That's kind of horrifying to think. I'm pretty much the same age Buddy Epson is in this thing. <laughs> that that makes my balls crawl a little bit. But, you know. <laughs> so they go out. They thought take the major with them, sneaking through the woods, asking the major to hoot like an owl, and everybody laughs at his owl hooting. Even though later Davy hoots at an owl, and it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> That's the thing where it's like. Oh, man. This David Crockett is not the badass that everyone seems to be thinking it is. No, no. They split split up because the Major wants to take a trail, but David Crockett is so cool, he doesn't want to take it. He's like, your funeral, man. And they all split up or whatever. Then, what? They're sneaking around on giant lumbering horses. They're not sneaking at all. Yeah. Which, I mean, it is a bunch of cavalry dudes. They're all dressed like Napoleon on these big jangly horses. Of Bright course. blue tops. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially these days where, like, we grew up in a world where girl of warfare is the default. Like, So it's actually just kind of funny to see these guys being all prim and proper in their little white pressed pantsuits and thinking, we're going to go off to war into the w- wild brush of... Yeah, of course they're gonna get fucking chopped up. Yeah. Which, yeah. isn't that what yeah. happens? Like, just like five minutes later, there's some screams and it's like, oh yeah, those guys are getting killed. Yeah. Well, anyhow, 
they see a war. Uh, Crockett and uh, uh, Russell, the the melting leather man. Uh, <laughs> what do you have to war? Yeah, see a war party in the distance. He's the guy in the Weird mm. Al video who says money for nothing but chicks for free, right? He's the he's the yeah, sure. he's the computer generated guy, the fat guy. Yeah, that's who Buddy Epson is. Shut up. They see a war party, and uh, they go and hide with their giant horses and some bushes, and they don't see them. And then uh, they let us know that that was Red Stick, who I guess is the chief and is the guy they're after. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Red so Stick's like the the, they, the the villain of the first third of this movie. They yeah. leave their horse behind and follow them and find uh, the war party's having a kegger around a campfire. <laughs> so I, I should have prefaced the whole this whole thing with this. I might accidentally say some stuff that's considered racist because I don't know the sensitivity towards Native Americans as good as I should because yeah. nobody, no white person, I think, does. That, you but know I'm what? I'm gonna try to be as careful not as to I can. Be a white guy patting himself on the back, but if you're if you're wise enough to admit that you know nothing about this shit, then you're already <laughs> halfway ahead of the game. There, like, yeah, at mm. least you know. That's not an excuse not to try. But yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Like I don't I don't know if this war party like going around the fire is racist or not, so I probably shouldn't comment on it. But yeah. I, let me put it this it way. Feels... Everything in this everything in this feels racist, exactly, even if some yeah. stuff is accurate. Well, I mean, so... it's accurate the fact that there were Native Americans and that they fought white dudes, but like beyond mm. that, we, there's no you, it's safest to assume 95% of this shit is just bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. Do you think they actually hired any Native Americans to be in this thing? Like, despite, like, you know, jerking off about how much they had the support of the Cherokee Nation at the start of this? I'm sure 95% of these dudes are just, like, white guys and fucking brown face. Like, I saw, I like, the guy, uh, uh, the credit for the guy the who guy... plays Red Stick is, like, Larry Nilsson or something like that. Like, well, not... he, was, he was Pat Hogan. Pat uh, Hogan, but he, yeah. He was a member of the Oneida tribe. Oh, he so actually he was. was. Actually, he actually was. Oh. Uh -huh. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so they got one. I mean, that's one of those things where I was gonna say at least they got a paycheck from Disney, but at the same time, that paycheck is for like making their own dudes seem evil. I mean, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so we're not gonna have any like real radical insight into the, the racial no. politics of this Davy Crockett movie from 1955. No. So. No. Uh. They go. They start to head back to let the the, the major and general know that there's a war party. Or whatever, and uh, then they hear gunfire on the way back, and Davy says, "Let's surround them." So they pretend to be a whole company, and it fools everyone. Just them going, "Come on, man, let's go!" Hey, you know what? <laughs> so them going, "Come on, man, let's go!" Yeah, we're gonna get them. That's what I did when I was like five years old, yeah. going down to the basement to scare monsters away. That's not what an adult man should be doing they, to fool an army. If they did a better job of the crocodile Dundiness of like showing how effectively they can throw their voices maybe that'd be a little more convincing but it really is just the two guys riding their horses up a hill going hey larry you take all your guys and go over there and Come like on, second regiment let's go okay, <laughs> yeah and that's it that's all they do and suddenly everyone who's involved in the battle thinks there's 15 million dudes coming so they all scatter yeah yeah so. even though probably i, I i'm guessing most of the natives didn't speak English, but they were like, oh, fuck, know, they're saying well, things that thing might is. sound like it. Did you oh, hear no. what he said? He said there's more troops coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, even the major's like, it's just you two. And David's like, we're here for 
Maybe so you should be like, yeah, you know, the that's, proof, that's that's the first point of proof that like maybe you're not cut out for this job if you thought I was actually like 15 million dudes. <laughs> like, yeah, not that yeah. I'm gunning for your job, but maybe you're not f- cut out for this job that you do have, you dipshit. Yeah. So they let the general know about the war party, and I, why does he look like an animatronic from the Hall of Presidents? He really does. Like I'm watching it right now, and he's sitting on top of a horse. Well, also because he's old enough, he has limited mobility. He moves like one of the goddamn animatronics, in that he barely moves. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like a perfect, yeah. And he's got the face what- that looks like it's a goddamn oh God, Mark Davis drawing come to life because he looks like a character. He was born man. in 1878. That dude, uh, I keep on forgetting this thing is almost, the, the movie <laughs> that we're watching is the better part of like a, like, you know, it's like 70 years old. So, wow, that's Jesus. So he was born only like 50 years after all this happened? Yeah. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> He probably sat on his grandpappy's laps and heard stories about oh, it. Oh, from people, yeah, from guys who were there. Ma- they were the first yeah. people to start making up bullshit about Davy Crockett, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, they want to move out and get that mean old war party that's trying to protect their lands. And so, um, they take out the lookouts that are keeping an eye on the war party. And uh, the general, his light, bright blue war top, make sure they have the horn guy in his bright red top stand next to yeah. him because they're going to shoot anything. They might as well shoot the red guy. So then all the losers from the white guys move forward in the bushes and the general said, once he catches red stick, the war will be over. Okay, that's that's how it works. You catch one person and everything ends. To be fair, that's how, how, like, that's how like, half the super... That's how half the movies these days work, especially like the Marvel movies. All you have to do is destroy the one thing and suddenly the yeah. army just falls apart, but yeah. And also, I so love that, only- like, Red Stick, he's dressed like Fred Flintstone from, like... <laughs> where do they go to the lodge where they wear, wear like, the big elk horns? That's totally how Red Stick is dressed in this, which just fucking cracks me up. I almost wonder if that design of Fred Flintstone, when they're part of, like, the, the whatever club, is actually a direct reference to this or what, but, you know. So, uh... The party advances, and... Let's see what I got it. So, oh, I like that the um, the general says there's only two ways out of that camp. He's got him stoppered. Stoppered, I yeah. That's a word. I mean, that's but, the, he learned that from like 1810. Like, yeah, yeah he's from. Yeah, but he was a kid. That 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 that's more of a 19th century <laughs> phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an Red comes out. See, his lookouts are gone. Yells something, and Davy says, "Give it to them, boys!" And everybody starts fighting and kind of dying as the general watches with his smoking pipe. Yeah. I I love that he's just sitting there with a smoking pipe. He's like contributing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Davy and Red Stick square off and Davy gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Davy gets Red Sticks lightly bumps on bumps him on the head with his tomahawk. Uh-huh. And I then another like rather than finishing him off right there, Red Stick just goes off to do something else. But then another dude comes up to finish off Davy. Davy, but Buddy mm-hmm. Epson is there to uh, to shoot the guy who's about to kill Davy Crockett. Yeah. Yep. And somehow, even though he's laying face down, I guess Davy notices that. I am. Uh, so, yeah, the war party advances uh, towards all of the uh, U.S. dudes, and they shoot at them. The, the white guys do, but the natives just they just lay down. And yeah, every bullet just, misses. That's all they had to do. I, I thought and then that was just actually pretty run great. Run forward, yeah. and the guys with all their empty guns say, "Oh no, our yeah, one weakness!" A and of, fall oh, down shoot, and shoot, die. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, especially because, like, I don't think the guys are even, like, on their bellies. They just kind of kneel under the bullets real quick, and that's when they get yeah. back up, and it's just like, okay. I guess that was Warfare in 1812 when 
Your enemy, like they're firing thumbtacks at you that travel through the air at like like five miles an hour and take twenty minutes to reload. Like you could easily overwhelm even musketry. That makes the general mad. So he breaks his pipe in his hands and (laughs) from the top of the hill he's watching on, and he makes the bugle boy play a cymbal. So the war party got away, but a lot of them didn't. And Crockett tells the sentient Whittle Project, "Thanks for saving me." I for do saving like my scalp. Buddy Epson's like, "Oh yeah, but I'm sure that tomahawk got a mighty big nick in it now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he down calculates the missus might have a kiss for you when we get home. And then oh, Crockett's... and then because that becomes a thing later, he actually gets a kiss. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So Crockett stops by the general's tent to tell his stupid melting face goodbye because <laughs> he only volunteered for six to dice. And that's long since so, but don't worry, I'll be back. I just gotta go see my family is taken care of for the winter. And the major tries he's to order, man. No, you're staying. Huh? He's turning into Hank Hill all of a sudden. Well, uh, he's more boom or Yeah, or well, it's kind Hill. of a cross. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. To be fair, so, at least Fess Parker, yeah, I looked it up. He's from Texas, so he comes by his mm. all kind of mumbling. <clears throat> Texas shit by honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the major tries to order him to stay, but he's like, nah, I'm good, I'm going. But uh, so the major's grand idea to stop him is to aim a cannon at him and his entire regiment <laughs> this is... that's behind Crockett on a bridge. The drama here is so man? weird. And even Fess Parker is like, what are you gonna do? And they just walk past the cannon. Yeah. He's like, what and are the guy's like, they're, they're bring just... me back some bar, mate. Will you call back, Dave? He's like, sure thing you want, to, Major. Yeah. I do like the fact that Davy Crockett is so beloved by everyone. He just kind of walks through life like Forrest Gump. Like, he doesn't have to mm-hmm. put up a fight with these guys who are threatening to blow him up. All he has to do is walk past and they're like, Well, come back, Davy Crockett. We're your biggest fans. And that's it. That's the end of the drama. That's how that's That Davy Crockett, he sure is dumb, but he's a sweetheart. <laughs> everyone turns into fucking yokels whenever, like, <laughs> there's, like, this reality rewriting radiation that emanates from Davy Crockett. With you, if you get within the, 10 feet of Davy Crockett, you just turn into a Hey, gee, Davy, you're the coolest best guy in the world. Yeah. Do you think Davy Crockett was the person they came up with the phrase, bless his heart? Yeah, for? no, that's totally that kind <laughs> that of... That yeah. Davy Crockett, bless his oh, heart. God. He tries his darndest. <laughs> that might as well be the actual title of this movie. He tries his darndest, bless his heart. Yeah. So Although, watching from his, half is often mm. not in Texas. They say bless your bless his heart. That's half half halfway. They're essentially calling you mentally retarded. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, bless his yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So watching uh, from his tent, the melty general calls them the <laughs> blamedest bunch of volunteers he ever saw. So whatever that means. Whatever, yeah. Oh, Crockett goes home to see his dark-haired wife and his very blonde children. Yeah, like <clears throat> recessive genes, something, something. Yeah. So, old chewed Leatherface says, Now's a good time as any to collect what I caught coming, and he just grabs the missus and kisses her. Gross. And she's like, What the fuck, man? And he says, Well, Davy allowed as I had a kiss coming for saving his life. Gross. And Davy's like, Hell yeah, he saved my life. Give him smooches. And she's like, I'll give him the best smooches. And he's gross. Nobody wants to see that man get kissed. No. Because it's fucking. It's it's Jed Clampett for the Beverly Hillbillies. No one wants to kiss him. Especially because, like, he's got this hangdog face and the whole. Like, again, this is coming from someone who loves Buddy Epson. But still, yeah. She's like, It's a good thing I practiced on that wet burlap sack earlier because it's the same thing gross so 
At night, Davy's inside with his wife trying to act all romantic, but they just kind of smush their faces together and rub them together. Yeah. And Davy lets her know he's going back out after he catches a bunch of meat for his family for the winter. This and is, now that scene's over. This scene pretty much just exists just to show that David Crockett has the not gaze. It's just like, okay, just yeah. check him. He's got <laughs> a wife it. and kids. Because yeah. I cannot believe how summarily they are written out of the story later on. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I guess happened in real life that his wife died and his kids wound up just being taken in by other people. But it's just like, I thought there was going to be a little... Again, back when I thought this was an actual movie, I thought there was going to be something more about, like, his relationship with his wife factoring into stuff. But no. No. We'll get to just, that in five minutes. Hey, baby. Hey, baby, I'm back from the war. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm out gone for, later. That's, that's the whole tenor of this thing is just like, they really are just going through the beats of this guy's life without any shape or rhyme or reason. It's just like, okay, that happened and that happened mm-hmm. and that happened. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, the war is further south now. The general's gone because that actor probably finished melting into a puddle. <laughs> so Although we see a little bit of it. Because that is supposed to be Andrew Jackson who ends up like... That becomes, he becomes, like, a, a tangential part of the political stuff in the next mm-hmm. episode, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Major's in charge now, and he sends Davy and, and Russell out to find a war party or something, because, whatever. Something, something, <laughs> they Indians, find, yeah. They find footprints in some water and footage of crocodiles on a different type of film stuff. Oh my god, I forgot about every instance of animals in this movie. Which, to be fair, it's 1955, so there was not a lot of color stock footage out there to draw from for stuff like this. Yeah. If they'd made this movie a decade later, there'd be a lot there'd be a much wider variety of stuff. But I'm sure these are probably just outtakes from Disney's own nature documentaries. Oh yeah. And, but it is the most it is fucking it is Ed Wood quality of like, <laughs> yeah, they get to this river and it's like, oh crocodiles. And it is the most just random like some of the footage is like underwater footage of crocodiles mm-hmm. shot in Florida. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, and it's super grainy, it looks nothing like, it's just, no. I mean, to be fair, this thing was being broadcast on black and white, like, super cathode raid shitty televisions in 1955, so the difference in between the film quality between the two things is not going to be quite as pronounced as we're watching this in HD in 2021, but it's still just fucking hilarious to see, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they split up, and uh, old Leatherman gets captured. <laughs> by some Native Americans, and Davy fights some footage of a crocodile in a different location. It's great how he just stares at it, like, it's just like he's watching the movie as we're watching it, yeah. Yeah, they they kind of lift a uh, half-built crocodile out of the water, There's and then one he moment where hits they put it a prop in the water with him, yeah, just to kind of try to tie yeah. that stuff together, yeah. So they, they, they tie old, old man to a stake, and they took his shirt off. Hey, don't! I don't need to look at that. What are you doing? He's all sweaty yeah. and dirty and just. This wh- is the chest of a we man didn't who need that. survived the depression. It's not <laughs> nothing to look at. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. No, come on, man. So David Crockett goes up, and some Native American raises a gun to him, so he throws a knife and kills that guy, and he's like, maybe now you'll listen to me. Hey, and then he says, we want peace. You just killed him, dude, my dude. This is not how negotiating should work. Yeah, this is, like, but it still ends up somehow magically working out, because he's David Crockett, he's got the David Crockett reality distortion field working for him, where everything he comes into touch with just breaks his way for like despite all logic but yeah 
after some talking, he says that he wants to have a duel with Red Stick in accordance with the Native American laws. And Red Stick's like, our rules don't apply to you, to a white man. And something about white men rules not applying to him. And Davy Crockett says, white man laws are, are fucking awesome and they'd be great for them. No, yeah, Davy. No, they wouldn't. That's... Yeah. that's that line's not aged the greatest. I mean, Grant, he also just killed one of these dudes, but I was going to say, like, every every step forward, there's two te- two steps back when it comes to Davy Crockett and racial <laughs> yeah. politics, yeah. Yeah, oh. so... So they're going to duel with Tomahawks and fight each other. It's super lame! It goes on for a while, too. And it just Davy even tries smiling at him, remember that? <laughs> oh, and he does that, I was like, oh, it don't work. It yeah. works on bars. So, oh, God. eventually, Red Stick, Red Stick unarms Davy, uh, gets an unarmed Davy against a tree, and somehow misses hitting him point blank with a tomahawk, swinging I... it. So, Davy grabs it, flips him around, pulls it by the neck, and says, now nah, you gonna listen to reason, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll in listen. In the most genial way, like, not like he's not even in a fight, but it's just, like, so conversationally. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like he's just, like, talking to Red Stick over a fence. Split yeah. between their houses in the <laughs> suburbs. Like, you gonna listen to reason now? So, and Davy yeah. Crockett's like, hey, you can go back and join the other chiefs and join the treaty. Do that, and I promise the government will treat you, leave you alone, and you can ba- go back and live on peace in your own land. Hey, fuck you, Crockett. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Red, red, red uh, stick is like, promise is no good. White government lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. the lie? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, and like Davey he's Crockett absolutely says, correct. Yeah. Davy Crockett says, "Davy Crockett don't lie." Well, what do you use your what your that's, stupid that's ass gonna do, Davy Crockett? The government's full of shit. Like, yeah. Oh God, Davy Crockett. Come Red on, Stick man. asked, asked Davy Crockett why he didn't kill him, and he says, "Well, it's because one of our other laws: thou shall not kill." But they shake hands, and. <sighs> Nothing bad ever happened to the Native Americans again. We won. Hurrah, Davy hooray. Crockett, world's worst ally, is the other <laughs> subtitle of this movie. Yeah. 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 So, <sighs> home home for the winter with the family. Happiest of squirrels in the old gum tree. <laughs> what? Is this the song? I guess song? they're living in a painting now, made by Bob Ross. I have not listened to the song. Is it just, like, these interstitials going on for five minutes? So, like... Yeah. The song wouldn't make any sense because it's just like, okay, here's just them describing what happened in this scene. And uh-huh. I do like, because it's a Disney production, like even at the beginning of the film, it started off with like an animated arrow being shot at the live action map and like <laughs> yeah. fire coming up. And every time they show like an establishing shot of like Washington DC or Davy Crockett's cabin, it's always like a little chalk drawings from like Dave, like fucking uh, Dick Van Dyke drew it in Mary Poppins <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. So, so the winner, winner's over, and he's leaving again. <laughs> Abandon his family. <laughs> and I what was, was the point, man? I love it. So his I wife lo- is like, I now that the Indian, is. Oh, now that the Indian War is over, you should try to find a piece of land to settle down in. I forgot what, about that. Isn't that what you're on? So, I guess we just witnessed the end of the American Indian Wars. I guess. Just from, like, that one fight with Red Stick, I guess yeah. he solved racism in America, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Nothing yep. bad ever happened to the Native Americans again. Yep, so he's <sighs> leaving his family behind to go find some land with his life partner. And, oh, uh, there is more Native American stuff. He actually does fix stuff in this, I forgot the segment, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he does see some stock footage of bears that they zoomed <laughs> in to off. make it yeah. look close. 
So they go to a settlement, see somebody about staking a claim on some land round there. But it'll have to wait till this old coot of a man finishes judging a shooting match with Bigfoot Mason. Oh shit, not Bigfoot Mason. Everyone is scared of Bigfoot. And it's literally just animated Bluto. Is he's just like it, Roger Rabbit style walks in and he's like, I'm going to be the villain for the next segment of this film. Uh -huh. Yeah. His name is Bigfoot Mason because his face looks like a foot. <laughs> it is he's a also big... evil because his, his yeah. friends are judging his shot and he's also very blunt and cold and is like, he's with that one old man who was going to judge it. He won beef, $15 worth of beef. That's a shitload of beef for back then. That sounds like Davey, it, yeah. Davey wants one shot against old Bigfoot. So they shoot, dead center for Bigfoot. Dead center for Davy, so they gotta Aye. shoot another another round. The excitement is too much to bear. I was I fell off my chair because I got too close to the edge of my seat. <laughs> I I I was like, oh my god, they're not gonna do this. And I was like, oh, they are. I they have did. to remind myself that the world has not lived through half as many Robin Hood ad ad adaptations as we have watching this now. But mm -hmm. I'm like. They ripped this thing off through like didn't we just see this in like the live action Robin Hood we just watched that came out like two years before this? Yeah. Like, yeah, so of course they just have to randomly take a piece of Robin Hood lore and just squeeze it into the story of David Crockett here, but I'll let you tell the tale. The <laughs> oh, tale. It's such a good tale. It's it's a yeah. it's a good yarn. Davy shoots, and then they they tie, so they gotta shoot again, and they they're like, hey, Davy plugged up don't miss the whole target and they go up to examine it and they pull out two perfectly round yeah <laughs> never been fired at all to bullets be fair, from to there be fair. Uh, to By, be fair. uh 1955 how many people are still firing, firing musket rounds and like they would know that like bullets do the thing uh again yeah. this 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 having been made in a world before 19 billion guns and bullets have been sold to the american public but yeah yeah so Davy wins. Yay, he got the beef. <laughs> so <laughs> and he goes home and marries the beef and he's, he's now he's just got a new beef wife he can fuck and marry. Yeah. And eat. So, while signing deeds or whatever, the old man tells they're the first to settle in that area. The nearest neighbor is a Cherokee man by the name of Charlie Two Shirts. Old Charlie Two Shirts! Which I heard is Charlie T shirts? And I I didn't parse that. <laughs> that makes an, more I, sense than two shirts. I was like Charlie T-shirts? That sounds like a gangster name, like Chucky That's Two like, Shoes. So what's like, uh, what's the most interesting thing about you, Charlie? Well, uh, I got two shirts. I got two. I got. Uh, yeah, I, I got. I got my regular shirt, and then I got my Sunday shirt. So, and I uh, heard it as Charlie T-shirt, so I was just imagining a guy just in like a white cotton T-shirt showing up, <laughs> like completely um, just like blue jeans and maybe barefoot, just being like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. And the old man's like, you're Davy Crockett, hot damn! You should be our magistrate and take care of old Bigfoot. Davy Crockett's like, I don't know, maybe, whatever, I'll think about it. Does he become the magistrate? Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, that's, I yeah. guess that's, they're, 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 that's how they're threading in the first bit of politics. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So, while chopping some logs, logs, him and Russell spot some guy in the bushes nearby. So Davy and him go to check it out, and they just find a scared lady and her kids in some bushes. And also, they find Charlie Two-Shirts, who got all beaten up by a bunch of fists. Three white men attacked him and kicked him off his land. And now, but Davy doesn't like that, because, you know, that's the that, 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 was, that was promised in the treaty. And you can't go against the treaty. It's a treaty. You can't break a treaty. I would love a remake. Not even a remake, but just an audio, alternate audio track of this movie where it's a strong, bad voicing. David Crockett the whole time. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I could, 
I could do that. I mean, that's kind of the attitude of him just you being like, You know, I, I started practicing smiling at the uh, raccoons. Exactly, that's the kind of shit Strongman would do and say, yeah. I, I smiled at a bear. You done the plum stop me. David Crockett. <sighs> I mean, his letters are kind of like Strongman emails. Or mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. I, I guess like the, 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 the letters that Buddy, or the, the, the stories that Buddy Epson writes about David Crockett later are, yeah, kind of like the... The tales of strong bad but yeah so it turns out like fucking bigfoot morgan whatever the fuck his name is and his dudes have yeah. just been like fucking with indian people trying to move in yeah so they go to t-shirt's place and find bigfoot there and he says this land's too good for the engines and davy's like no -uh, i like them i like cherokee people i don't ain't got no problem with the rest of them since the treaty was signed so they'll do fisticuffs and they do fisticuffs like a fucking Conan O'Brien sketch where they're all holding them up and saying, What? What? It is uh, the how about most you, like. Oh my gosh. I laughed my ass off. Again, I'm not much of a street fighter, but it just no. looks so fucking dopey. Oh, and then they man. spend most of the time just rolling around in the dirt and. Oh, the yeah. fight choreography is embarrassing. The swings are from 10 feet away. Well, <laughs> it's and awful. especially the fight ends up with like this first person like thing of like. Fess Parker is just like punching Bigfoot Morgan or whatever, and like Big, B Bigfoot Morgan's face is in the camera, and like he goes flying. Bigfoot and... throws dirt in Dave's face. Yeah, Davey bites his thumb, and but eventually Davey gets him what for. But then another guy takes aim at Davey's back, but Russell shoots that guy. This is this is also Bigfoot. in between this and Red Stick cheating in the fight with him. This is the thing that keeps on happening throughout this whole fight, where like. Or throughout this whole movie, where Davy Crockett will get into a fight or any kind of altercation with someone, that other person cheats, and Davy mm -hmm. Crockett still succeeds just by the fact that he's just again the Davy Crockett reality distortion field. He just does. He just fights harder and f and like essentially fights through the other guy cheating and still somehow yeah. magically ends up winning. Yeah. GI Joe will return after these messages. Ralph A, Janie A, and Lisa for your. <clears throat> Essay, Jebediah Springfield, Super Fraud, F. But it's all true. Ugh, this is nothing but dead white male bashing from a PC thug. It's women like you who keep the rest of us from landing a husband. We now return to Kissy for So they're gonna they're not gonna kill him, they're gonna put him on trial. He's got a lot to answer for. So now they can have fun and dance in the settlement. Now that Davy's their magistrate. Yeah, they and, totally have like a fucking. And uh, hey, yeah. Now that Bigfoot's gone, we need some rep in Washington because the settlement's getting bigger, and they want Davy because their next choice is the lawyer that defended Bigfoot, and nobody wants that guy. He was an asshole. So, I would love then, it. That's the one bit of cursing. It's like that guy's an asshole. <laughs> so people are dancing like real dweebos. Russell guys got, has got a letter for Davy. It's only a month old. So he goes over to try and read it, and Davy's like, I don't know how to read here. You read it Does to he me. say? Because I know Buddy Epson reads no, the letter. No, he's like, that handwriting sucks ass. You read it for me. <laughs> so Buddy Epson takes it and like, oh, it's from your sister-in-law. Ooh. Oh, your wife's <laughs> dead, man. Woo. <laughs> I was so... I, 
Even it also says, hey, don't worry about your kids. We'll take them. You never have to worry about them again. Tied up plot thread I've ever seen in a movie where it's so conveniently tied off so we never have to worry or mention about these characters ever again. Yeah, D especially the Davey wife says, dying. Davey's <laughs> like, do I have to take care of my kids then? And he's like, no, it's your sister-in-law. It's, it's the bit about the sister-in-law saying, hey, don't worry. We've already adopted your kids. We're essentially, I'm essentially their new mom. You never yeah. have to worry about them again. And he never does. That no. is it, as far as his kids go. That, and he, so he literally spends the rest of his life hanging out with Buddy Epson. And <laughs> but like, then, so he's all sad. He's like, I, I'll go down down reckon I need to be alone for a little bit. And then they kick in, Davy Crockett's wife was dead. <laughs> and they start singing the song. It's like, fucking man, that is not yeah. the transition that should be here <laughs> right after his wife died from a it fever. It's fucking great. I, I, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> you pretty... can't do that, man. Pacing and shit. That's one of the things I love about this. This movie's not quite <laughs> understanding the tone <laughs> so of what it's supposed stupid. to be doing, but yeah. Oh, man, it's no one their boomers are so fucked up. And then the whole thing turns on a dime. Next thing we see, like, David Crockett's giving, like, a like a political speech. And so yeah. I guess this is what the whole next half hour of this thing is Yeah, the be. real excitement begins. Davy Crockett begins yeah. his campaign. He's so I mean, folksy. He don't know much about politics, but he knew the woods, and he know the folk in them. So Davy Crockett says, the guy running against me is going to have one hell of a dry speech, so let's go drink us some, uh, some Mountain Dew. I, I didn't know David Crockett was a hardcore gamer. He's <laughs> like, you know, I have a coupon uh, coupon code for G Fuel here. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Because I think Mountain Dew came out not too long after this came. It's entirely possible that like somebody mm -hmm. at the Pepsi Corporation <laughs> saw this and they're like, you know what? Mountain Dew's not a bad name for a terrible soda pop, says the man <laughs> who has a can of Mountain Dew sitting right next to him. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I finished off a, a Mountain Dew myself while watching David Crockett. Oh, that's right. I got some of that frostbite. But, um, what the hell's it going to say? But again, it's like they never give any justification as to why just David Crockett goes into politics and that's what needs to happen for the plot to happen. The one justification uh. they have is at the beginning that, like, when he gets into politics, yeah, the evil lawyer would be going instead. So that's, I guess hey. that's all he needs to, to justify why he's suddenly going to give up the mountain ma mountain man life and go into politics. Yeah? Hey. What? I'm going to take a piss. I'll be right back. Take a piss. What am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about... I'm gonna what go, am I going to talk about? I'm going to go make my own Mountain Dew. I'll be right back. <laughs> I going to say your own spring water. Um, I'm going to talk about, as we're talking about this in the first weekend of June 2021, it's the first weekend where shit's actually starting to come out. Because this week we've got, I was looking at the entertainment calendar, we've got Indiana Jones movies on 4K Blu-rays. Oh shit, I got to ask my housemate if he knows, because he has a Blu-ray ripper, but I don't know if he can rip 4K discs. Uh, we got Animal Crossing soundtrack coming out. We got Loki, the new TV show coming out. We got Rash and Clank coming out at the end of the week. There's the new Nintendo game that's supposed to teach you how to make video games coming out at the end of this week. Um, and E3 happens. This is like the first real week of shit coming out since the fucking pandemic started. I'm coming to that. Although by the time you're listening to this, this has already happened weeks in advance. So uh, two weeks from now, as you're listening to this, I hope they have announced the Switch Pro. I hope it's the Super Switch. Because of the Super 30th anniversary of the Super Nintendo is in a couple months. Why not celebrate the success of the Super Nintendo by calling Ch you the Super Switch? Bill. The Super Switch. Bill. Bill. 
What? Have you not learned by now? Don't get your hopes up with Nintendo <laughs> I about know, anything. Gonna you're just gonna you. you're just gonna piss yourself off. I know. This and is what Nintendo fans do. They build hopes that they're like, oh man, oh man, Nintendo's gonna do something for Metroid's 30th anniversary. Here it comes. No. Here it comes. They didn't That's... even mention it. Woo! I'm mad now. Be... Oh, yeah. I forgot. That, yeah, it's Zelda. <laughs> A Zelda Kid Icarus and, uh, oh man, that's mean, I think this year's the 30th anniversary of Castlevania then, too. Uh, what are we talking about anyway, so. Yeah, I was talking Anyhow. about stuff that comes out this week. So are you getting that Nintendo building game that's coming out on Thursday? I didn't realize it's coming out the same day as Ratchet & Clank. The, the, the game, the game programming game that nah, Nintendo just announced I don't have last time to week. program no games. Oh, okay. I thought it looked cool, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. anyhow, David Crockett won, and then he headed to Nashville. And then the major that was in there earlier goes and sees Davy Crockett at his home, and they're all wearing some Hamilton shit up in here, looking <laughs> more out of place than when he asked the chop wood in the Disneyland pre-opening report. Yeah. So, so this major is the major from the beginning, yeah. who like fucked up because Betty Epson was trying to be quiet in a tree, and he's like, "What are you doing there, Buddy Epson?" Yeah. So, and I guess he's 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 now the political. He's the campaign manager for Andrew Jackson, which was the mm -hmm. big hatchet-faced old dude who was commanding the army at the beginning. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, I think Andrew Jackson should run for president, and he wants you to uh, is endorse him because you're so popular." Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so they want to help old Andrew Jackson be president, as you said. Him the general, who I I would have thought had just that the actor had died, so they wrote him out of the story, even though yeah. he was a real dude. Uh, but it could be a weekend at Bernie situation, judging from how he looks. I don't know. Eh, he's in Hamilton gear. He's gonna look a little bit different, but yeah. You you can tell time has passed because the general now has white hairs, and the caterpillars they glued to his face have talcum powder in them. <laughs> And then Davy I guess Crockett this would have also, to be, like, decades later, because, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Davy Crockett also had some Elmer's glue combed into the, the sides of his head. Oh, oh he's got Ru the gray temples. Yeah, Russell made a book about Davy Crockett, and that's how he's getting famous. General Ron Crockett to run for Congress. I I don't... I'm, so later, they, they make him go on tour and do speaking engagements to so they could have a vote on the Indian bill. But if they knew Davy Crockett was friendly, you know, towards the natives, why would they want him to run so bad? I think what it is that, like, he, so they wanted to coast on his popularity to get into office. Mm -hmm. But they knew he was friendly with the Indians. This is this this is generally the shape of this whole middle third of the movie. Is that, like, so, yeah, because knowing that he was friendly with the Indians... He would be upset at this Indian bill, which is all about just, like, this is what establishes the Trail of Tears, which essentially shoves all the Native Americans out of the Midwest and into the Far West. So, like, fucking dipshit white men can come in and colonize all that shit. And he, they know that Davy Crockett's not going to be down with that, so that's why they sent him on this tour. And all that, that, I, I don't know what the middlings, but, like, at the end, when he's, like, being sent out to do something... And then he's like, we got to ride back because they're going to vote on the Indian bill. It's because they've, man they've manipulated him to be out of Washington when they're going to vote on this Indian bill. Yeah. Because they know he's going to rally against it, which is what happens. Yeah. I don't know if that that happened in real life. If he actually, well, obviously he did yeah, not yeah. stop the, white the, people from crushing no, yeah, the Native the, Americans, but like. The vote of, his vote, I've read that uh, the uh, against the Indian bill uh, did cost him his next election, but then he got elected again the next time. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, sometimes Davy Crockett's, I don't know if it's the take they use, but his acting is so bad. <laughs> it's, it's, I his acting, his acting is so bad, even Kevin Smith wouldn't hire him to run out of a hospital. Hey, 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 and almost knock everyone over in his pajamas. I take that as a personal slight from a fellow from a fellow Texan who can't act. I take umbrage at that. Oh man! But yeah, I don't know if we've ever mentioned that before. But hey, yeah. uh, actually, I'm sure I have on like an episode or two. But yeah, I'm in dogma. I run out of a hospital. I'm in my pajamas and I'm la- almost laughing at the camera. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, there's something about how they also give David Crockett a gun, which is a whole scene. He's yeah. like, my, I, which I guess his gun was famous. His gun, Betty or Betsy, and because yeah. I guess. Um, after the success of the Ballad of Davy Crockett song, the same people wrote a song about, like, Bango's Betsy that did mm. not chart. It was not nearly as popular, because no one's going to give a song. A, a song about a gun is not going to be as popular as a song, song about the guy who owned the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. So, they sing about how he got into Congress, and also he decided to wear his old sweaty-ass leathers, which uh, uh, makes people drop their papers and it gasp is. in horror. I do love that he shows up in Congress just wearing exactly the same gear he's been wearing for the rest of the movie. It's great. Yeah, he's He's gotta go in there like the king of the wild frontier. And he goes yeah. in there, says hello to everybody, makes some sort of folksy speech, fresh from the backwoods. He charms everybody with the southern drawl and silly sayings. His father can lick anybody who got bigger than him, man. I can lick my father. Hey, I'm glad that saying went away. If this were Mr. Sensei 2000, that would totally be the stinger at the end of the, uh, the episode. I can lick yeah. my father. Mm-hmm. So he says he'll listen, and next time he talks to them, it'll be because he has something worth saying. And everybody's like, yes, fantastic. We love you. This is why the kids in the 1950s hungered for Davy Crockett talking politics with a barely alive Muppet Man who looks like Sam the Eagle. That <laughs> fucked a wadded up is, lump of burlap. That is a strong flex of like, oh god, we're gonna have this action adventure TV show about Davy Crockett and Malcolias, and the whole middle thirds is gonna be him doing politics. George this is Lucas the Star Wars like, oh my gosh, the Davy Crockett it's story. Like, oh, yeah. it's like poetry and rhymes. God. So. <sighs> Did George Lucas watch this? Has he ever cited Davy Crockett as an influence for oh, anything? Oh, sure, because he would have been, like, he's perfectly boo- baby baby boomer aged. I mean, he's always talked about how he was, like, he was there on, like, the second day Disneyland opened. He was a huge mm-hmm. Disney fan growing up. So he, he almost undoubtedly saw this as a kid. Oh, Has it's he so horrible to think. Turn? It's horrible to think we're watching, what we're watching may have specifically influenced the creation of the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's politics in there, you know, for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. Kids come. He, um, he may have actually even said during the making of the prequels when someone asked him, like, George Lucas, this is a good idea. And he's like, yeah. When I was a kid, I saw David Crockett. The best parts was the part where he was talking about his gun in Congress. Yeah. Yeah. So the major wants David Crockett to tour and talk because people love the way he talks. That's maybe, what this is the touring that gets him out of town while they're going to yeah. vote on this Indian yeah. bill. Yeah. Davy Crockett has a motto. Be sure you're right, and then go ahead. I I don't see that going on any bumper stickers anytime soon. That's not the snappiest thing he's ever come up with. No. Yeah. Him and his jokes toured the land. His speeches <laughs> made his friends to beat the bands. His politics was their favorite brand. And everybody wanted to shake his hand. I want to see footage of the dude sitting at his piano... Resting his hand, his head in his hands, sweating, thinking, 
Oh fuck, I gotta rhyme more shit with this tune. And my to beat, to beat the man, the band, man. Ah! Oh! <laughs> oh man, do you think, uh, who's the guy, who's the Toy Story guy? Has he ever covered this? To beat the band. To beat the band, Davy, Davy Crockett. I like my impression of him, sounds more like Brack. Hey, I'm gonna beat the band. So he names the gun Betsy, and everybody's like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is great, Betsy. Oh, I forgot, okay, I guess the gun comes with it like that. He said he, yeah, he don't part. kill critters no more. The last bear he treated, he don't uh, taught to eat at the table like a, like a mine. What is he this says, story? It's just the I don't know, and then he says something about shooting a gun and it'll make it to the moon. Everybody's like, yes, this is great, this is what I came to see, because Nintendo hasn't been invented yet, and I, <laughs> I lost my, my hoop and stick broke. To be fair, at least when Padme Amidala is talking about politics in Star Wars, she's not in Congress going like, and then I took a rancor, and then I made the rancor eat a, eat a, eat a, eat a job of the hut, and then the job of the hut went to Like, at least, at least she's not just rambling incoherently like this, yeah. And then old oh, Melty man. Russell's there and waves him over. Melty like, man, Russell. You were sent on the tour because they wanted to pass the Indian bill without you there. And he's like, oh shit, we gotta ride back to I forget to how they even right figured now. this out, but it is totally him just Buddy Epson just being like, oh shit, we got church. We gotta ride our horses back. So they mm -hmm. ride through a whole bunch of matte paintings to get back yeah, to Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> they ride back to Washington City and head to the chambers where they're trying to force the vote and the major tries to stop them. But old Davey says, this is what I think of your politics. <laughs> And punches that guy in the face. Oh yeah, they, he punches the major like outside the yeah. door. Yeah, He's the guy got him in the politics in the first place. Yeah, he bursts into that room, and the man who was talking is like, "Oh, I yelled the, the, to the gentleman in Tennessee," and then he starts doing my favorite Southern gentleman thing that, that uh, dabbing their forehead with an, <laughs> uh, a hanky. He turns into the Southern chicken lawyer from Futurama. He, oh man, I, there's something. About a, a fine southern gentleman in a white suit, then dabbing his head with a handkerchief, saying things like, My lord, it must be, it's oh, hot in I, here today. It is just, it's the funniest shit you can do. I don't, I don't know, know what I could do with a mint julep right about now. But, uh, you know what, I, actually, when he I comes in I say, my here, fair maid, and it seems your, your busset has, cut, the top button has come undone. <laughs> Excuse me while I, I dab the sweat off my brow, if you don't mind. So... David Crockett goes in there and just pretty much calls everyone a butthole and storms out, I think. Because, like, yeah. obviously he can't, like... He doesn't even stay for the vote. Does he not even stop? Because I guess this is their way of working around the fact that he couldn't stop the bill. So he just yeah. comes in and yells at everyone and leaves. Because I guess they don't want to show him voting but being voted down. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because, like, when he's, like, freaking out here... Well, he's not freaking out. He is just, like, giving a passionate speech. It's not like he's like, oh, blah, but like I was like, oh, he's got a, like kind of a Jimmy Stewart and uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington vibe, which I know now because we have watched that for the podcast. Turns out wow. they tried to turn Mr. Smith goes into Washington into a TV series around this time, and yeah. they got Fess Parker to play James Stewart's character in that. And I think yeah. that Mr. Smith goes to Washington TV show only lasted like an episode and a half. But I was like, okay, yeah, I could totally see him being a Bobo he, Jimmy Stewart. But he rips up the bill and leaves. Which the guys are like, you know, that doesn't stop. That's that, yeah. Just, but everybody's that like, that doesn't actually yeah. kill the bill. <laughs> like we have yeah, people applaud, and then he leaves, and I'm guessing they just turn around and say, "So we're gonna vote on the bill now." And yeah, we're totally gonna do it anyway, right? right? Like no we're one gonna can, fuck all just... these. We're gonna fuck all these rightful landowners out of their land, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. The, all right. The guy's dressed like a homeless dude. We don't have to pay attention to him, right? And they're like, <laughs> so, yeah, fuck yeah. 
Yep, so they sing about that he knew his political career was done, so he hit the trail again. Cool, and I guess. And then he just decides to go to Texas. And he's yeah, like, hey, what's in Texas? Him and his leather life partner are headed down the river to Texas, even though there's nothing there but trouble. And Russell will still go with him, because damn it, he loves that fool. On the river boat, they meet Hans Conrad for reasons, I guess. I thought it was like Bronson Pinchot. And so, mm. like, I was, I was expecting him to sound like uh, Balky Bartaku Moose. But then he opens his mouth, and I'm like, why is it Captain Hook? Why did they get, like, <laughs> Captain Hook to dub this guy's voice? And I was like, oh, no, it is just the guy who played Captain Hook. Now yeah. he's just in the flesh, and I'm freaked out. Had yeah. we seen Hans Conrad? Was he in something else? Was he in, like, 2000 Leagues Under the Sea? I don't think we've seen him as well, an actual okay, actor Okay, because it's just through Peter Pan that we know that voice then. Okay. Well, he was, he... Also, he was also in the Phantom Toll booth. <clears throat> Dude, was he just a voice or did we see his face? No, he was just a voice. I was going to say, because I, I think, think the only human being voice. in the Phantom Toll booth is the kid, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, he wants to come with Davy Crockett because he's a coward, and he wants Davy to be his backbone, basically. So. Of all the people he could lich his... Uh, hitch his wagon to at this time in history. <laughs> Bad yeah. fucking luck, Davy over here. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, uh, and so they get to Texas and uh, they sing another song of, to that damn tune about how they ride to Texas or whatever. God, every fucking. And he's yeah. like, "There it is, Texas." <laughs> they do sure get there. And he points out a mountain. He's like, "Yeah, well, this ain't this a place?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we went from the gorgeous western states of land of milk and honey to this. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, uh, let's go. We gotta go shoot ourselves a Harry Knowles. I feel, somebody should have said, we're fighting for this? <laughs> like, what is this hellscape? Let's leave this place. Yeah, yeah so... Hans Connery should just be automatically vomiting the moment he sees Texas. <laughs> so oh. they ride around to, for the various Red Dead locations. And they say, somebody knows we're here because they see, I guess, smoke signals in the distance or whatever. Oh, well, there's dust and they see Nothing the buffalo. Comes yeah. Stock, they see I should say stock stocks. footage of buffalo. Yeah. And Ed Wood was like, hey, they ripped me off. There really is. So. Especially, specifically the buffalo. <laughs> like, yeah. So they see a Native American chasing them on a horse. And they're like, oh, that's, there's is... a prairie dog mound. And then the horse falls down because prairie dog mounds. They Something just fuck about, up horses all the time. Like, they happen to have stock footage of prairie dogs, so I guess they mm-hmm. decided that, like, that's... We gotta somehow, use it. Somehow they're gonna fuse, like, prairie dogs and buffalo together into, like... Yeah, then they're, like, they're, like, Native American dude runs into, like, the yeah this prairie dog sand pit and gets knocked off his horse and it gets knocked out, and then Davy Crockett's gonna go check him out and make sure he's okay. Yeah, Davy starts going through his pockets, then that guy wakes up, they <laughs> wrestle for he a little bit. He is, like, bit. going through his pockets. I don't blame yeah. this guy for being like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. So they'll use him as a guy if he wakes up, and, and they, they patch him up. So uh, they take him well, for, to the camp at night. Well, Davy Crockett and the up. dude wrestle around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before, yeah. and but then and they then knock he passes him out. out again. Yeah. 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 So they, he wakes up, shocked to find out he fell down so hard. He changed into a short Italian man with brown makeup all <laughs> over his face. Is it an actual Italian guy? I would be a bit surprised. Heck yeah, it is. His name's Nick Kravitz. Angelo Scarpucci. He was yeah. born in Manhattan, New York City. His real surname was Italian and considered too hard to pronounce. <laughs> so he took on a stage name, Kravit. That could have... It's like, it's it's rare that I see an Italian name that's like too much. Like, you might get like <laughs> Italian names like five five miles long, but still, if you look at it, you can reason it out. But yeah. 
Oh god. Oh, so shit. I, it, no, it, Bill. Bill. Holy shit. I didn't look. I didn't scroll down his Wikipedia. He was. He was the gremlin on the plane in the Twilight Zone with with Will Shatner. He was the like. Was he, he was like, the gremlin. Wow, wow. The gremlin. <laughs> I don't even remember. I need to see William Shatner Gremlin. What that even looked like? Oh, oh my, my god. god, that's a hell of a man. I'll, I'll send you his Wikipedia so you can see the great image they decided to use that episode for him of God. William damn. Shatner looking like he's. Just oh my fun. god! Look up William Shatner Gremlin and see what that Gremlin looks like. <laughs> It looks like it's wearing a sports coat. <laughs> it looks like a character from a, from a children's book, just kind of like, just kind of looking <laughs> at William Shatner. When you think Gremlin, you're thinking about like some kind of lizard monstrosity, and the Gremlin is just like a dude with a mashed potato face. It's like fucking Andre the Giant is outside the window more than anything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Cravat. Yeah, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, died right. 1994. Great. Not great yeah, that he died yeah. in 1994. Great that, that we got that we've discovered that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why they couldn't get a Native American actor to play this guy. Maybe they were yeah, like, man, this is too offensive. Let's yeah. let's not do that. And I guess his character is Native American character in this because name busted luck. Yeah. So and he does have bad luck again. He gets yeah, sucked he... into Davy Crockett's party five minutes before they go to the Alamo. So <laughs> yeah. He, he does doesn't... hand motions to let Davy know that he's been having a tough time. He hasn't scalped a single white guy. His lady got stolen by the medicine somehow... man. His horse threw him, and he lost the buffalo. Yeah, somehow he and Davy Crockett happen to know the exact same like fake ass like <laughs> like American sign language shit. Yeah, where it's just like a bunch of random hand gestures, and Davy Crockett's like, "Oh yeah, his wife died in in 1792." Of leukemia, <laughs> and then his sister Bernice. Well, you know she went to she went to you know college on the GI Bill. You know yeah. he, he reasons all this sisters, shit out. And the, sisters yeah. got lupus. Yes, yeah, lupus, lupus Mark II, and yeah, and I, I suddenly busted luck as part of their tribe, and yep, he's he's, he, he's their guide. Yeah, they feed him, and he eats food like you'd expect a small Italian man pretending to be a Native American would eat food. <laughs> we don't. So, they move uh. on, and they run into some local... Oh, yeah, he's doing it like the most kind of caveman-style <laughs> yeah. possible. Jesus Christ. They man. run into some uh. locals, and they tell them that the town they're headed to isn't safe. They, they, All those people, I guess, went to the Alamo or something. They don't want to go to the Alamo either, because it's surrounded by a really big army. So Davy's like, well, I guess we got through Indian country all right with no trouble, so we can sure get past a big army. On they go. And the locals say some stuff in Spanish. I'm pretty saying, hey, those gringos is dead as hell. So they cross themselves. I honestly think I was kind of passed out during this part because I don't remember. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they're so, checking so, my email or something like that, but I don't remember them meeting hmm. a Mexican family. That's all like, yeah. yeah. Later, David Crockett and his crew get chased by some Mexican army guys getting shot at as they ride. It's all very exciting. The, it's so exciting, the cameraman can't even hold the camera steady as they ride. Yeah, handheld cameras on the back of a moving truck uh -huh, in 1954. Yeah, it's, it looks pretty much like what you would expect. It looks like the most, like, you can't even tell what the hell's happening you, anymore. If you listen yeah. closely enough, you can hear, fuck, shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, shit, shit, oh, god damn, I just spilled my beer. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's straight, James. Crack, fuck. So, uh, in HD, you can barely tell that these sure as shit ain't the actors that they hired. 
on these horses. What are you talking about? So yeah. they ride to the Alamo, and the people in there shoot the guys chasing them, and they're led inside. They go inside the fort, and the second command is there. It's it's we couldn't get. Uh, uh, <laughs> of course, the name fell. And we couldn't get James Gardner, so we got this guy. I could hear. He's like, he's I can like hear an, that name fall right out of your head. Yeah, you could. Just like a fucking. <laughs> Client crash all the way down to the bottom. Oh, man. I, you know oh. what? I was actually kind of surprised. Not that this movie's been super star-studded, but I thought, like, at least somebody at the Alamo would be, like, like uh, like a James Garner, like, like somebody. But no, yeah. everyone at the Alamo is just kind of bobo. It's, oh, God, I forgot the name of the guy who's, like, the leader. Um, is it, oh, God, is it the name? Is it Houston? Bowie. Wait, Bowie? Bowie or the other guy? Well, the, oh, Bowie's the guy in the, yeah, because it's the Bowie knife guy. The two, and I think it's Major Houston who's like the head. The, the, the two, yeah, it's it's both the two guys in charge. Yeah, it's David Bowie. The David Bowie. I knew I was gonna fucking do that. David Bowie, who's invented the Bowie knife. God, how long is it until oh, history no, no. misremembers so, David Bowie is the inventor of the so knife? So they go inside and see the second in command, and the guy in charge is Kim Bowie, and uh, and this fucking idiot says the guy that invented the knife. David, I do like. What did you just ask? The not, he invented they the say, knife. Yeah, it's not like he's wrong. No, but he doesn't. I, why I didn't he say the guy? The guy that invented the Bowie knife, not the guy that invented the I knife. I think it's understood that like you hear that last name and you're like the knife. You could put. The no, I want to make fun of it. I Shut would up. love if the next scene <laughs> is him just like when he finally talks to Bowie. He's just like, how many iterations did it take you to just like? Did you always mean to have kind of like the scalloped end for the pointed end well, of the Bowie knife? Did first, you know I started with a spoon. That about 80 years from now, someone's going to write a book called Dracula, and Dracula gets killed with a Bowie knife? It's one of your oh, knives. Shit. It's going to kill Dracula. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. Mm. So they go and see Bowie, who's got a fever. Because this is back in the time. Because he, he got a fever from moving a cannon, which this is back in the era where if this you farted wrong. This is the most random wrong, explanation of which yeah, that's, farted that's wrong, you would have. Yeah. If your fart goes in rather than out, then you just you just slowly die for the next month. Bowie's like, you brought brought four men. Fuck, man. That's well, it is great because he's like, he's like, you brought men, and then he's like, yeah, we brought four men. He's like, oh shit, we're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if this fort goes, all of Texas is lost. So I never heard anything bad about happening at the Alamo. So this is, I'm sure this is gonna go fine. Alamo. I was very curious how the 1950s were going to spin this into something like, you know, some propaganda for how awesome every all the white guys were at the Alamo. So, I didn't realize, hmm. looking up the history of the Alamo, I totally forgot, like, in 2002, Ron Howard made a movie about the Alamo that cost the Disney company $150 million. Not Ron Howard. I, which is maybe Disney should stop going to Ron Howard for movies that aren't gonna like nearly no. bank. Well, it's not gonna nearly bankrupt the company, but like between that and Solo, that motherfucker's almost cost Disney like half a billion dollars in failed <laughs> movies. Like, stop going to Ron Howard, people. Yeah, but yeah. Hi. What do you want? I want to say hi. You want to say hi? Okay. Come here. <laughs> All right. Here. Put this in here. Hello, Anglebell. Hey, kiddo, how you doing? I think good. Yeah, dinosaurs turning pretty good. Plants turning pretty good. Yeah. What's your favorite planet? And I was mm, sun. Saturn. Sun is pretty good. <laughs> I you like, like Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Jupiter. Which one's the oh, one wait, with wait. the rings? What do you like, Venus? Yeah. 
Do you like... Earth. Can you say Venus? Earth. Say Venus. Venus and oh. Earth. Can he Sometimes name all he the planets? like Venus. Ah, uh, he's getting there. He's got obsessed with planets in the last, like, five he, days. Um, okay, does uh, he know... Neptune. Neptune? Neptune is good. Mars. 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 Saturn. Saturn. Mm-hmm. Mer there's Mercury, right? Have we talked about Mercury? Mercury? We're missing... There's definitely one we're not, we haven't mentioned yet. I'm dying <laughs> to see if it comes up. <laughs> Uranus? Yeah, my Uranus? Yeah. <laughs> Mine. Yeah, buddy, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> thanks, buddy. I love you, kid. Right, I love you so much. See you later, bud. Hi, Uncle Bill. I Uncle love Bill. you, Kelsey. Bye, Hi, Kelsey. <laughs> love you, kid. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> it just occurred to me, like, halfway through that, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot there's... Yeah. I'll be done in a sec, bud. Yeah, we're actually almost at the end of this. <laughs> David Crockett's about oh, to die. Oh, man. Planets are great. Yeah, what time? Yeah, well, you're recording about for about an hour and a half. Oh, no, you're fine. Here at the end. Just wanted to come in and well, say What hi. were uh, Kelsey and the kid up to? They went to a playground and played. Oh, they just came back, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, it's so, actually... Well, I was going to say, it's actually been kind of nice in summary up until to this weekend. It's only got cold again, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. All right. So, anyhow, he goes and sees the sweaty buoy man. And he tells them everything's fucked up. They're all gonna die, basically. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Well, let's see. <laughs> so, with old Betsy and the, his Arkansas toothpick, how can they lose? I do love the Arkansas so, toothpick! That's a great way so, to... Oh. Some dude with a white flag rides back with a note from the Mexican army saying, Surrender or else you all gonna die. And, well, they ain't much for surrendering. So as a response, they just start shooting cannons back at the army. That'll show them. Yeah, I think so they talk about how they're almost up. completely out of powder and, and cannonballs and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, damn, they blew that wall up right next to those actors. Hot damn. Yeah, because wow. it's 1954 and no one's got any kind of rights in terms of, like, stunt performers or anything no. like that. So you can just blow up stuff right next Shit, to dudes. Yeah. yeah. Your big chunk of it goes flying. Yeah, and it's 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 funny. And that too, wasn't like is, styrofoam. This is a relatively small set because it's supposed to be the Alamo, but it's like the size of like a basketball court of like a little pit, yeah. a couple of walls, and that's it. It's not very expansive at all. Which I'm sure the actual Alamo itself wasn't that big either. But yeah. Yep. So they get shelled all night and all day, and they ain't hit a man yet. I find that hard to believe, Davy. So. <laughs> And Captain Hook doesn't have to worry about getting hit because he's too shifty. <laughs> Why did they have this character? So it's funny. <laughs> Which they're all gonna I'll, die. I'll be shocked if that was an actual dude at the actual Alamo because it's such a random comic relief yeah. character that added to this thing that, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Davy's crew gets to go get food, and they mention four days no casualties yet. Uh huh. All right. So Captain Hook bamboozles some other guy out of food playing the. Uh, pee under the thimble game to guess where it is. The character's then... name is like Thumbelina as a result of that like, mm. yeah, he's like named after whatever game it is that they're playing. So then the Italian Native American man also bets and, and lifts the thimble, thimble himself and wins, and then he eats like you would expect him to eat again. Caveman right. stuff, yeah. 
So, at night, Russell's like talking to Davy, and he's like, man, ain't no one coming, and we're about out of ammo. We're totally boned. And Davy Crockett's like, yeah, no shit, I've known that forever. And Russell's like, well, thanks for telling me, asshole. So he figures he'll go talk to not James Gardner and tell, and get, go ride to Goliad, which is the nearest town, and try to get help. He's been in and out of bear traps all his life, so he figures he can get through those the, the army lines. There's a drainage ditch that he can ride through with past some sleeping army guys, and they, he does that, and they shoot at him, but he gets on. Onward! And you brave piece of worn leather, go save everyone. I should and look they... up to see if Buddy Epson's character is actually a thing in real life, because I have no idea if any of this happened. Mm. Uh, yeah, because the, the, the idea that someone would leave the Alamo, go to look for help, not find help, but still come back, I'm like, that takes some pretty iron balls. Because yeah. even, yeah. even, even like Fess Parker, he's pretty much stuck there. Whereas, like, Buddy Epson can become, can become like the secret hero of this thing. Not that he helps, not that he saves anyone, but the fact that he willingly returns to this death death situation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, later, Davy Crockett's missing that musky, musky life partner of his. He wouldn't be back any, yeah, anyhow, because it's a 100-mile trip. And then they get cannonballed, but the cannon's so close, Davey uses old Betsy to kill the guy shooting it. And everybody's like, yay, two guys got shot, yay, our morale is, is back and we basically won the war. Yeah. So oh Russell no, gets... there's 2,000 more troops out there, maybe those two yeah. deaths didn't help as much as we thought it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Russell gets back and manages to not get shot, but he does get his ear winged, oh no. And he said he gets in there and is like, "Fuck, man, that that, that Goliath place or whatever is not sending no men. They can't spare none." So Crockett tells Russell, "You was a fool for coming back." And Russell says, "Can't you see? I love you. I love you. I missed you. I missed those sweet, tender, callous digits of yours nuzzling my cheeks." He is truly the silent Bob to this motherfucker's Jay Jason Muse. Yeah. Crockett goes in to see Bowie, who's still not dead from his fever. He's just sweating in there, looking like a background character from a Pirates of Penzance production. Yeah. And Davy Crockett's like, man, shit's fucked up. So the colonel comes outside, and not James Gardner tells everybody, hey, we fucked and we all gonna die. So if you want to leave, you're welcome to go, and ain't nobody gonna blame you. How I'm would they get out? Because even, in the sand, and even if you Buddy stay, Epson you can cross barely... Over. I, guess, I guess people can surrender. So I want to say, how, are the, uh, how is anyone gonna sneak out? Because even Buddy Epson barely got out of there alive, so I guess this is more about who wants to surrender than who wants to escape, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so he draws a sand in the line, land in the sand, and says, hey, everyone who wants to stay here to mm -hmm. come over the line, yeah. And everybody crosses it. Davy and Russell are first, and even that coward Captain Hook crosses over. Well, I do like, well, even David Bowie's like, hey, pick me up, because they just brought him. They kind of just asked him. They didn't have to bring him out in his cot, <laughs> but, like, not only that, but then he's like, someone please drive me over the line. And then, yeah, I do love, it is, it is cute thing that even, even fucking Captain Hook is like, I guess I'm in for a penny and for a pound. Mm -hmm. And he across the line, that's it, and then, yeah. So later that night, Davy and Russell talk about how they've been together for a long time. And now Davy Crockett will sing us a song. I guess we needed a song in this. I, yeah. And so if this was a better put-together movie, or more current, I if guess. If this were actually a movie, not even just three episodes of something strong together, they'd have, there'd be more. They'd have yeah. this... They'd have this song slowly go into a montage footage of all these fools getting massacred by the Mexican army in slow motion and shit and explosions and but no, it's the end just... of it. But no, we just get to watch Davy and Russell sing. I guess Fess Parker just wanted a recording contract, so he's just got to sing this other <laughs> yeah. song. And that, yeah, for and, no reason, but yeah. 
I, I grab my mouse and go over to skip 30 seconds button and click it a couple times, and uh, now they're woken up by the approaching Considering Ernie. Considering it's Disney in 1955, we should, be, uh, we should consider ourselves lucky he's just not singing a slogan for, like, like Chevrolet cars or something like that. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, ladders are put up and pushed over by the Mexican army approaching as the, like, two dozen men try to get in the Alamo, but they're pushed back. Yay. Yeah, they don't have... Like, yeah, they only have, and, like, uh, like a dozen Mexican actors. Yeah. Or a dozen <laughs> actors. I'm sure they're not Mexican. Well, actually. <laughs> Who knows? You know, being filmed in Southern California, they could have actually, like, yeah, found some Mexicans. God knows if they actually wanted to do that. But, like, yeah. So they they were, somebody's like, what was that bugle call they were playing? And they're like, that was no quarter. They'll be playing it again for sure. So we're all going to die. Yay. The next morning. More shooting and fighting, and so that's just the army storms the animal. Alamo is the bugle song plays on, and it goes on. It goes on and on. It takes a while for people to start dying. They breached the north wall. Oh, no. That small Italian man got stabbed. Oh, no. The main gates is breached. Oh, no. The cannon is turned around as the white dudes finally start to die. Oh, no. Captain Hook dies. Oh, no. Russell gets shot. Oh, no. He lights the cannon with the last of his strength and says, Give them hell, Davy, and dies. Oh, no. The bedridden man dies. Oh no! <laughs> Davy swings the butt of his gun and it fades out, and then the damn song starts again. Storybooks would tell that they was all cologne, but the truth of it is that just ain't so. The spirits will live and the legend will grow as long as we remember the Alamo. Alright. They, 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 they were cut down. That, yeah, that's they, not, yeah, they that, sure were. That's not <laughs> the whole reason the song is this because everyone got fucking butchered like pigs. Uh-huh. Like, it's... I understand, mm-hmm. I, again, I don't want to get all cinemasins about it, but, like, it is... They got killed. Like, oh, yeah. you don't have to pretend that, like, they didn't get killed. Like, they got cut down low. They got this fucking is, massacred. I mean, the Alamo is a great example of the, the history is written by the victors because we didn't win, but later we oh, won, but and so it we was were like... So... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the Alamo was really cool. I the mean, Alamo, we lost. I guess we it lost, didn't... But we I guess, lost in a cool way. I guess the Americans did send troop and come down and, like, wipe out the Mexicans, like, three weeks after this. Yeah. But, like, again, yeah, even in defeat, it has to be, like, this, like, great, like, oh, no, but they knew what they were doing. They mm-hmm. sacrificed themselves so we could get so angry that we would come in and kill the Mexicans later. And it just, yeah, it's it's it's, it's dopey self-lionizing bullshit. Yeah. I no, do that like... Wasn't, it wasn't the Alamo that caused that. It's the fact that old-timey white people loved killing people with darker <laughs> skin. Yeah, and this is the one of the rare times where the white people got outnumbered and butchered. Yeah. And, like, of course, that has to be like, oh, that was just even more excuse for us to go in and murder even more then, brown people. But at like, the end of a book, March 6th, 1836. Liberty and independence forever. <laughs> Davy Crockett. <laughs> fighting for liberty. And then it ends. The book closes. <laughs> and it's the book of... Davy Crockett's journal, written by himself. I do and like I it. guess he at the end he wrote, and then I fought off an entire army of Mexicans and they died. Sh- they should have they, they in the last shot when he dies, they should have had him scribbling the book going, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then the guy's <laughs> sneaking up behind him and that's it. Because it is it is funny that like He's in the middle of, like, beating off a bunch of guys with the, like, oh, blood of his gun. Oh, beat off so many guys. Well, actually, he could have probably gotten out of there if you'd offered to beat him off. <laughs> like, guys, you know what? Whose dicks do I gotta suck to get out of here alive? <laughs> like, he waited until he was, like, the last guy alive. And he's like, you know what? I will do some pretty deranged shit to get out of here. And that's not part of the legend. Well, and like I said, they, there's... 
there's been a lot of suspicions that he actually surrendered and got his head... He was executed by the Mexican army. Of course, anyone who even suggests that, they almost get... like It's like, you might as well be wishing a death sentence among yourself. But I do like, in the movie, like, you see him, he's trying to like... Yeah, he's trying to... Uh, uh, beat a bunch of guys off with the, with the butt of his gun, <laughs> and you see the dudes coming up over the ramparts behind him, and it's literally cut literally like just like five seconds before he's about to get stabbed to death by twenty dudes. Yeah. And at least they didn't do the thing, cause I like now knowing that like there's the legend that like oh yeah, D David Crockett did die, but when they found him, he was like there was a pile of Mexican corpses around him because it took that many dudes to take him down. In retrospect, I'm almost surprised they didn't do like. The thing where he's, like, single-handedly killing, like, 15 Mexicans by himself, even after already being stabbed. I'm surprised they just do the thing where he's obviously just going to be overwhelmed from behind. Like, and not even mm -hmm. really have a chance to fight back, and then they just fade back, to, you know, fade away to the flag and then fade out of the story. But, like, I, but I actually kind of like this whole thing. I will never watch it again. No. But I kind of like how it's a perfect slice of white American Wonder Bread mid-century dopiness. All right, you convinced me. We'll watch the other Davy Crockett. <laughs> oh, do we? I we I no, like I, no, yeah. no, no, no. I was no. gonna say because no. even then, that's only like yeah. There's no reason to watch that, but like yeah. No. What would be our? What is gonna be our next thing? Oh, Let me see. It's something I don't know. It's hard to do. You have any idea what you're gonna pick next? Uh, well, we were talking about doing the. Uh, uh, into the woods, doing a two-part oh, of that. Yeah, that's right. So left to my own devices, unless you have a suggestion. If if I have to commit to anything right now, that's what I would uh, choose. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, let's. So we just did Davy Crockett. Um, I was about to ask if there's anything else you want to cover anytime soon. But I, I mean, guess we kind of can... locked into the Disney <laughs> stuff. It, okay, so yeah, within the Disney through the decade stuff. As I'm looking at it now, it's Spin and Marty. The Mickey Mouse Club, Oklahoma, which is, I'm assuming that's one of the things Disney inherited. Yeah, we probably won't. We'll skip that. I do not want to watch Disney. Oklahoma. No. Yeah, Mars and Beyond. Would you old yeller shaggy dog? Okay, they did, like, when I was looking at this list the other day, stuff. The shaggy dog. <laughs> old yeller. Mm, yeah, we'll talk about it. We don't need to discuss like it. Like I say, we don't, have to, we don't have to make a decision now, but okay, Sleeping Beauty and RBO Gill are back. I love the fact that we've already covered Darby O'Gill. Heck yeah. In the show, but... But yeah, if, if left in my own devices, I would say we could, we'll be doing the first act of Into the Woods next week. Okay. Okay. Because that's the only reason... I didn't think about anything else because I just assumed that's what we were doing, but like I said, I'm all open to change, too. But when we're talking about the original... Uh... Like, I think it was recorded in 1986, but I've seen it labeled as 1991. We're talking about, like, the PBS version with Benedict Peters. No, yeah. no, no, what's her name? Bernadette, Bernadette Peters. Peters? Bernadette yeah. Peters and Howard the Duck. And, yeah, that stuff. And it's on YouTube. You just look in the, in the, into the woods like 1986-1991. It should come up, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, into the woods, I think. Yeah, okay. ish. Okay. Alright. Um, also, there's... Uh, what's the thing, the music of Into the Woods? Uh, the thing that got me thinking about Into oh. the Woods recently, too, was... Somebody did a great essay recently about uh, the, the music, the the musical motifs in Into the Woods and how nicely they're put together. And I'll have to uh, let's see. Uh, well, what am I talking about? So, what, talking what about? else you got going on? Do you need I'm to stump for time? Do I need to stump no, for time? No, we, what am I we don't about? need to stump for time. We oh, okay. Monkey pants. Yeah, monkey pants. No, no, 
on. The musical moral of Into the Woods. Look that up. That's a good thing to watch before we start talking about Into the Woods next week. Assuming we're doing Into the Woods. Yeah, the musical moral of Into the Woods and by Sideways. Is, is it, won't, it won't be a blow by blow because... Uh, yeah. No. I mean, no. it's also... It's a play, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like we'll, re repetitive enough that like... We'll talk oh, about yeah, the we'll... songs and the actors and the characters and the story. No, okay. But yeah. Yeah, that was Davy Crockett. Crockett. Do we understand boomers a little bit more now? A little more, yeah. <laughs> um, at least he didn't get into a fight with George Washington, like Hans Sprungfeld did. I'm going to have yeah. to watch some episodes in Spin and Marty and see if I can understand boomers even more. I don't even know, because I'm assuming that's just a bunch of random episodes of... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah we're, all this stuff we have to take on a case-by-case -case basis, so... Um, yeah. Anything else been going on? No. We were talking about right before the, we started recording, there was something I meant to ask you about that I thought, oh, we could make that part of the show, but I can't remember what it was now. I think you were about to tell me about something that was going on. No, I, I was going to make a joke, and then I made the joke when we started the episode. So. Oh, what was the joke? I don't remember, man. That was 50 hours <laughs> I didn't, ago. I don't remember anything that was pointedly a joke. Okay, <laughs> which that's terrible. I don't remember any funny parts of this episode. Or at least any intentionally funny joke. parts. Oh, what's the joke? It was the first joke I made. I don't remember what it was. Something, something. Man, that gremlin from what William Shatner's Twilight Zone episode. I didn't realize it's wearing like an inside-out woolly suit thing. Yeah. That is an unfortunate piece of makeup design. Yeah, that's, about, that's I, grotesque, but not in the way it, they intended it to be. It traumatized some little kids. Looking at that thing. But well, all right, yeah. I got nothing else. Uh, he's Mudron on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardypodcast.com. I don't know if anybody should bother with watching Davy Crockett. I would, you know what? Well, we just told everyone the story I, of Davy Crockett, so you don't yeah, need to watch I, it. You just listen to no, us. No, you can watch it and laugh at it. the first 21 minutes. I would say. I mean, that is a perfect slice of what you think this is going to be. Like everything after that is not as interesting as that first 20 minutes because it's so just like. Yeah. Big white man fighting the Indians, kind of like shit like that. Like you said, it's perfect. Like yeah, like like Simpsons, not Jebediah as, Springfield shit. Not as racist as I had expected. Seriously, uh, yeah. I mean, granted, they don't talk about the fact that everyone was owning slaves while this was going on. More like, racist than I had hoped it would. Wait, is that yeah. how you want to phrase that? Well, <laughs> not racist as racist than as I as expected, it easily could have been. Yeah, but m m less racist than I expected. More racist than I had hoped. Because I, I obviously would hope for no racism, but it's 1950s, you can't get away from it. Just the fact that David Crockett says, like, they're people like us. Like, <laughs> I was genuinely shocked. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. There, there's there's boobers out there who know right now who wouldn't even agree to that much. Yeah. So, if anything, like, some pe like the people who grew up with should have, if anything, regressed since then, so... Yeah, and of so. course, in the 50s, if you got a Native American in your movie, you got to hire a small Italian man. <laughs> That's the best part, Jesus Christ. Yeah, get the swarthiest Italian man you can, you can find. Jesus yeah. Christ. And just remember, he had two sons that he just abandoned because <laughs> his wife died. He just literally just went like, <laughs> I guess maybe I'll see them someday if they come vote for me while I'm in Congress, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I think one of them was a congressman. God. Yeah. Not that yeah. they... Yeah. Well, I, I guess it wasn't... Because, yeah, their names... Neither, neither of them are Davy Crockett Jr., right? Because it's like Tom and... Tom and Jerry or fucking Rod and Todd. Rod and Todd Crockett. Yeah. 
Yeah, Rod and Todd. Yeah, so they couldn't even leverage like, oh, I'm David Crockett Jr. I'm just like my daddy. I'm gonna go fight in another Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. Go play, so go play Red Dead Redemption. Uh, beside, uh, rather than watch this. I love Not the, the idea. second one because the second I... one it sucks. Be that well, person who suck, streams but... Red Dead Redemption, and mm-hmm. all you do is like blast the ballad of Davy Crockett the whole time you're playing. And that's essentially what this is, you know. Yeah, I, I I tried for like about two minutes to try to come up with a song to that tune to open it, and I was like, ah, why am I doing? What are you life? just hurting yourself at this I'm point? Just hurting man. myself. Yeah, I mean they did set everything to it. It is the <laughs> simplest doesn't... song too. Those rhymes are like. Yeah. White people are so lame. That's true. And on that note... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much we're the theme of this whole episode, yeah. Yep. Just remember, white people are super lame, and we ruined everything for everyone. Yay, David Crockett. Woo! King of the wild frontier. People of Springfield. I, um... I don't know quite how to say this. Don't be shy, little girl. Think of Jebediah, and the words will come. I did a lot of research on Jebediah Springfield, and... Jebediah was... I, um, just wanted to say that I've done some research, and, uh... He was great. Jebediah would be proud of you. Why didn't you tell him? Because the myth of Jebediah has value too. It's brought out the best in everyone in this town. Regardless of who said it, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. Hear ye! Hear ye! Hear ye! He is not the official town crier. Police, do something! Well, I'd like to, ma'am, but he's too damn good. Let him march, boys! Let the man march!